Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo, and on this show, I speak with women and a few cool dudes, all of them <laughs> artists, healers, change makers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And I'm excited to have on my show today a professional healer, and we're going to hear more about that from Alex Bynum. Nice to have you here, Alex. Hi, Linda. Thanks for having me on the show today. Yeah, I'm so excited. We met in the past few months. We did, yes. And uh, it was kind of like, oh, that's who you are. Kind of a <laughs> Oh, feeling. yeah, you do that thing. I wanted to do that thing. Yeah. So here I am. Right? And here you are. Yeah. So tell me, what is a professional healer? Um, a professional, well, for me, a professional healer is someone who has studied um, in the ancient healing arts. So I've specifically studied with the Modern Mystery School, um, which is an unbroken lineage. So I'm very trained in um, ancient healings to help people to move forward, to tap into that potential to really grow. So it's kind of like a personal growth, personal development healing, or like how would you kind describe of, it? Kind of, but it's a little bit different than what I was used to. So before I found this work, it was more like, you know, mindset and workbooks and workshops and different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, professional healing works more with energy, and I felt like that was more of the component of what I was missing um, beforehand when I was doing the, the workshops and the other stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so this really taps into the energy system and um, really working um, to help an individual to be able to grow in that way. Mm -hmm. So who would be seeking out your work? A anyone and everyone. Um, I do specifically target to women, uh -huh. um, but healing work is for anyone. You know, um, There's a level on which we all need to heal. Uh, what are some of the things that people might come to you for? Um, it depends. I have people that come, you know, um, for crisis, obviously, if something tragic or big has happened in their life. But then there's the more quiet types that come to me for things like, you know, they just realize that there's more out of life and they're not quite tapped into that or they're not quite feeling like they're living their truth quite yet. Mm -hmm. So there's just some kind of feeling inside that. Yeah. It's not... <clears throat> it's not just yeah it's not concrete why people seek out a professional healer mm -hmm. like it's not sometimes it, I guess it could be mm -hmm. but most of the time it's like you know there's something else and there's something more to this life that I haven't yet explored yet mm -hmm. so how do you work what do you mean well how do you do your your work Oh, um, so I'm specifically trained in certain healings and certain classes and things like that. Um, so the work is done with different different tools, whether it be, um, you know, like crystals or um, like a shamanic wand or something like that. There's different tools that are used to, to, to help an individual to move forward. Hmm. And when you say that it's an unbroken lineage, where does it go back to? Um, so it goes all the way back to King Solomon um, 3,000 years ago. So it comes from the Middle East? Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's really interesting. And how do you, how, like, that's just an interesting thing. I mean, when I think about heritage, I mean, like, when I think of my own heritage, I only know a few generations to think of something that goes, or I know people who came over on the Mayflower. Yeah. But to go back 3,000 years. I know. It's pretty cool that this has lasted that long and been handed down for this this many years unbroken um, to help people to transform. So where does where is this training happening? Um, so I've trained in Toronto, yes, with the Modern Mystery School. Uh huh. Um, but 
you know, Solomon's goal was to get together all the healers in the world um, when he was alive, all the, the shamans and that type of thing, um, and to find a system that would work for everyone, regardless of race, gender, whatever it was, a system that would help people um, to be able to really return to that, that light within and mm -hmm. really have that understanding of themselves. Yeah, so are there these kinds of schools in different places? Um, there are seven ancient mystery schools. Mm -hmm. um, each serve um, a different purpose. The one in North America is in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're on the different continents. Yes. Um, there's one in Japan. Um, there's one in the UK. It just depends. They're, they're all around. Mm -hmm. And so how did you, what made you decide to go into this, like, or get into this work in the first place? You said you started with mindset. Yeah, so I actually, um, if you look at my resume, it's like I was the jack of all trades. Um, so, you know, I used to be, you know, a personal trainer and an EMT and a social worker and like all these different things. And, you know, I knew that I was here to serve humanity. Um, I even was in pre-veterinary pre medicine at one point, you know, wanting to work with animals. But it was like, I don't know, everything I did, I was good at it, but I wasn't like, I didn't feel that like oomph and that passion. Um, and then my friend dragged me to a meditation class one day um, and um, I didn't want to go because I felt like, you know, people that um, used meditation, I was very judgmental at the time. And I was like, no, these are, this is for people that don't shave and like they, they drink green juice and like this isn't my venue. Um, but at that time I was looking for more in my life. And so when I went to that class, it was like I was totally mesmerized by the energy and by being able to like feel my heart in a way that I hadn't because I was just so used to the using trying to use the mind and make lists to figure out what I wanted to do. So you had uh, an immediate experience? I did, yep. Uh -huh. It took one meditation class. And what was cool was it wasn't so much about what the instructor was saying, but it was more about like the energy and like just like being able to answer questions for myself, which was like totally out of left field for me because I was so used to asking other people, you know, what should I do? What should I do? That type of stuff. So, mm -hmm. so what changed for you after that? Um, after that, I started, um, I started pursuing the work further. Um, you know, I would go to meditation classes regularly. I got something, um, I received a healing, it's called the life activation, and that totally um, rocked my world. Um, and then I just kept going from there, pursuing different healings after healings. Um, and I just, I just knew that it was what I was here to do and what I wanted to do with my life. Mm -hmm. So how did you transition from having your own experience of something that felt meaningful to you to deciding this is what you wanted to do for your, your work? Um, you know, I, when I went to those classes, there was a community there. Um, and just seeing my own results and then seeing other people's results who literally had nothing in common with me other than this, than this spiritual work um, was what really moved me to keep going. Mm -hmm. um, because it was like it didn't matter who the person was. It was like the work met them where they were at and help them to grow and then you're surrounded by people and you're just watching them grow and being able to release and shift so much and transform that it's like how can you not share that it's like having um like the best pe uh, piece of cake or like having this huge cake and wanting to share that with the world so what are some of the results that you saw either in yourself or in other people oh my gosh for me um i've been able to let go of um, a lot of like personality defenses that i've had in my past, so like for me, anxiety, like the fact that I'm sitting here <laughs> with you today is kind of a miracle um, because I just, I wouldn't have been able to 
I don't know that I could have reached that within myself without like having a panic attack beforehand or something like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a personal result for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I everyone is completely different in terms of what success means for them and what their victories have been in their life. Um, but I've seen clients overcome, you know, major medical illnesses. Um, you know, I've had a client that's overcome eating disorders. Uh, you name it, depression, all these types of things. It's like the more that people um, including myself, tap into that inner truth and that inner light. It's it's amazing the results that that come forward. Mm, sounds so wonderful. Cool. So you have a center now, right? I do. It's in Brookline, Massachusetts. And what what is it called? It's called Empower You. Empower You. So yeah. H E R in the middle. Yeah. So it's the word empower with an H in it. Yeah. Uh huh. Because yeah. you work, as you said, you work with women. Um, I mostly do. I do have male clients, though. I love my male my male clients uh -huh. too. So tell us about your center. Um, so I just I just opened it um, a few months ago. It's in this gorgeous um, village wellness center in Brookline, um, and you know you walk in. Um, it's there's orchids, there's beautiful plants, um, very supportive, very loving environment. Um, and most of my sessions are done one on one, um, so it's a really a time to to hone in on an individual and and support them in their growth and in their um, the access of them being their fullest selves. Mm -hmm. So when someone comes to work with you, is it usually like a single session or do they like yeah, how does I it usually work? I offer a consultation at first, so we'll sit down, we'll get to know each other. Um, you know, I'll say, you know, I'm not a therapist, but I want to learn more about you so that we can know where to work with the energy. Um, a lot of times people will move forward with that first session, which is the life activation. Um, and then from there, um, you know, it's it's an interesting thing to be. Um, in the position of healer because people heal themselves, right? So it's, you know. Is that true? I, I think so. So so you're you're not doing. Right, so I facilitate you the facilitate tools. You facilitate the tools, but yeah. the, you're saying the people heal themselves. Yeah, of mm -hmm. course, they seek out the tools. They seek out what they're looking for to be mm -hmm. able to remind themselves that they are the guru and that they are their best teacher. So mm -hmm. that comes up a lot. Um, but you know, people, decide, you know, from that, where they want to go with the work, what feels right to them. Um, and just, it's beautiful to watch people's progression. Mm -hmm. So people might come just for a single session at first, but then... Yeah, they might. I've seen people just for one session, and thank you very much, and that's why I see them, and that was what they were looking for. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have the people that go all the way and keep going and really pursue this as part of their life as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, everyone everyone's different, and it's, it's beautiful just to watch it unfold. Yeah. So if someone wanted to get started with meditation, is meditation for everybody? Like, what's your feeling about sure. meditation? I do feel like meditation is for everyone because it's that instant connection back into, like, truth and, and bringing yourself to center, and I'm not sure there isn't anyone that that wouldn't be helpful for, right? Mm -hmm. So it's that instant connection and being able to bring in the light and remind remind yourself of that. What does bringing in the light mean? Light is kind of one of those things that's difficult to explain. It's like an inner knowing. Um, but when you have the experience of it, my work is very experiential. It's like you know what the light is based on that. So if you've ever meditated before you sit and there's like this, this peace and there's this light, I know, I not the best word, but light that comes in and it's very um, So when you helpful. meditate, you invite a light in? You can, yes. Mm -hmm. um, that is part of the system that I use. Mm -hmm. So um, I use the Max Meditation System, which was um, 
handed down to me and during that there's a golden white light that you picture and um, that golden white light you just release stress into it it comes in through the top of your head through your body and out through your feet and as that light comes in you just kind of visualize stress and anxiety and fears kind of um, going into that light and back to the earth and that can be a very simple meditation that's really beautiful for people mm -hmm. so if someone was going to try to do that what are the steps to, to, to doing that, that kind of meditation? Um, sure. So Is you, it a couple of minutes or? Yeah, so that meditation itself could be just a simple five to 10 minute meditation. You know, a lot of times people say, I don't have time to meditate. It can be as simple as five minutes, you know, sitting feet flat on the floor, palms up towards the ceiling, visualizing that golden white light pouring through you. Um, you know, very simplistic and very effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pouring through you and then out the feet? Out the feet, yep. So it comes in through the top of your head, through your body, out through your feet, and you're just releasing, you know, um, whatever's going on for you, maybe just like a to-do list, fears, anxiety, whatever it is, and just coming back to center. Mm, that sounds very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I would say if we have time, we should do it, but. <laughs> and are there other meditations that you think are good for beginners? Um, sure. So another part of that system, um, there's a part that's called the body relaxation. And so that's very simple as well that someone could do if they're just getting started into meditation. So what that looks like um, is you start with the feet and kind of move upwards towards the head. And you tell the body, each body part to relax three times. So that would look like, you know, feet relax, feet relax, feet relax, then legs relax, legs relax legs relax. It sounds very like monotone, but it brings you back into that present moment. And it's a really great way to come back when the mind is like out there somewhere and you're, you know, you're all in your head and trying to get back here to this moment. Yeah. What I like about the repetition of the three times is that it feels like it allows you to go deeper, a little deeper, a little more, re as you say, relaxing yeah. more each time. Yeah. So rather than just relaxing once, it's like yeah, it gives you it gives you the ability to really focus and mm -hmm. place your attention into that body part, mm -hmm. you know. And then all of a sudden you're in a much different state than when you began. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, already feeling it. Just yeah, I was feeling it too. Right, the legs. <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling that too. Yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. really nice. So. What are some of the other things that are important for people to recognize if they want to get over that feeling of, oh, I just feel like something's not quite right for yeah. me? Yeah, so the, it's the path of know thyself um, is the work that I facilitate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's an act of courage that comes with wanting to know yourself on a deeper level that I've seen. You know, it takes guts to face, face the negative ego, to face your shadows and that type of stuff. Um, so, you know, the path, kind of what we were saying before, you take it as feels right to you and as, you, as you're growing and moving forward. There are different things that you can use. You know, we've talked about meditation, you know, maybe prayer is something else that people could use, not in a religious context. But, but it could be. If, if, it, if it was for them, sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would never say don't do that. I'm just saying um, in this context, it's not um, religious, but that's something that people use to get started. Um, you know, um, I think we talked about like, you know, journaling, art, music, things that tap you more into your senses are really powerful for creating authenticity. Um, and that's because when you're, when you're tapping into your senses, it's like there's no, 
it's not really a mental thing. It's there's no opinions or judgments around it. You're just kind of tapping into your truth and having a, an experience of the world. So say more about um, using art or or dance. Yeah. So you know when we art, dance, music. You know I play guitar. Um, I play piano too. Um, so <laughs> um, tapping into those things, it's like it gives you the ability to be. Uh, more authentic and more real with yourself. It helps you to use more of your brain power, actually, um, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a powerful way to let go of some of the mind chatter and to get back to your truth, which uh -huh. is so to get out of like out of your thinking. Yes, and into. Uh, your senses is what you said? Yes, absolutely. Uh -huh. yeah. I know a lot of people, though, who do feel self-critical yep. doing art or yep. feel self-critical dancing or yep. making music. Yep. So that wouldn't necessarily be helpful to them, perhaps? Or you know, what would you say? I would say if they were like you know alone at home or something like that, they're probably not as critical rather than having an audience. So it takes courage to be seen, of course. So that might be there's usually deeper levels to that. Like, are they afraid of being seen? Like, what's really going on there? Is there programming from childhood where they were never good enough? I mean, we can get really deep here, Linda. So, <laughs> um, but no, I think in the in the truth and the realness and the rawness of it, it's like that the 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 authenticity piece doesn't have like judgment or self self criticism. So when you say authentic. What does that mean to you? That's like your, your true essence, your individuality. So a lot of people, um, you know, it's like a lot of times we're taught about the personality, but the personality is more of that place of like defense and like we've developed these things to help, um, you know, overcome whatever wounds we have or that type of thing is where the personality comes forward. Um, but the individuality, that's just your essence. That's just your uniqueness that makes you you. It's kind of that unique snowflake thing. Um, and so that's more of what I'm talking about with the authenticity piece. Mm -hmm. So, and how would someone find their authenticity? I got it. Um, for me, I've had to do the work to return back to that. Uh -huh. And it's kind of like that, that inner knowing, right? It's a journey for all of us. I'm on that journey, you're on that journey, we're all on that journey. And it's just like, the soul knows when there's a level of authenticity, I feel like, versus the personality. Mm. So. Yeah. Just thinking, can there be authentic personality? <laughs> I think I'm it's a semantic sure. thing. It's how we define things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure about I'm not sure about an authentic personality, but yeah. So yeah, so there's many different ways to know yourself, to know thyself. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's another piece of it. Mm -hmm. So what fires you up most about your work? that it works <laughs> honestly um yeah that's what fires me up is because i spent a lot of years um kind of a little bit i don't want to use the word tortured that's really extreme but really disgruntled and like trying to find something that would really work and help me to um, return to my truth so you know it's yes there was value in the different things that i had used you know, workshops, seminars, therapists, whatever it was, of course there was value. But it was like, no, this like hits home in a whole different way and it really fires me up to see people um, really live their light and live their truth in a way that they didn't even know was possible. And I include myself in that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and what, is there something, like how do you see your work developing? Is there something that you're hoping to do over the next year or two that you're going to grow into? or? How do I see, uh, you know, just adding more and more value, um, I feel like is the greatest gift I can offer to constantly, you know, also be working on my own truth and um, my own authenticity, um, but also, you know, just adding as much value as possible. Which means what? More healing work, you know, putting myself out there more mm -hmm. um, and just letting people know like, hey, this, this stuff exists. It's not just like a dream. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it, it feels like a dream sometimes, but no, it really does exist. And these tools of, for being able to know yourself on a, on a deeper level, they're, they're here and they're available. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like um, this is not what I think of as mainstream. So how does that, how do you work with that, being kind of on the edge of what people yeah. are comfortable or familiar with? Yeah, that's very true, you know. Um, I tell people I have a tough job marketing because I feel like it is very hard to market something that's not exactly mainstream. Mm -hmm. But, um, I'm sorry, can you remind me of the question? What did you Yeah, say? how do you interact with, with that idea that it's not mainstream, people haven't heard of it, or they may... Right. So that can actually be a strength, too. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, you know, I had tried a bunch of different things, but, you know, I hadn't tried this thing, and it was kind of weird, but I was like, no, no, I want to try this, and then all my expectations were blown out of the water. Mm -hmm. So there's actually a strength in not being mainstream, um, which is okay for me, and I'm learning to lean more, more into that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't, as people try the work more and more, it's like you don't, there isn't a whole lot you have to say because the work speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. So therefore, do you f feel like most of your clients come through referrals? Or do you... <laughs> so when I started, <laughs> um, yeah, so when I started, it was like, hey, you know, like to my friends, let me, let me try this. Let me, l let's do this healing together or something like that. Um, so it was very like, you know, <laughs> learning who my friends were and, and experimenting in that way. Uh -huh. um, and then I just, you know, I'm really driven in what I do. And so it was just like talking to people and just being like, you know, you know, try this, try this. And then it started to grow from that. Mm -hmm. um, so now it's, it's less as, you know, hey, you're my friend, so do <laughs> try this. It's more, um, you know, I, I do have referrals. I meet people out. Um, I teach classes. You know, I meet, I meet people out, um, I work at different locations, so different things like that. Mm -hmm. So people see you around, they hear about it, Yeah, they're intrigued. They're intrigued, they come in for a consultation, and we go from there. Mm -hmm. yep. That's cool. Yeah, thank you. So if you were to uh, start your business over again, <laughs> okay. is there anything that you would do differently? Um, no. I don't, no, I feel like, you know that, that saying where it's like you're always in the right place at the right time? Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't know as much as I did now, but I feel like I've, I've, I'm always learning and growing, of course. But I feel like, you know, who I was when I started this three years ago, started my business three years ago was like, I don't know, it's just like the perfect soil that I needed at that time, and now I'm in a different place. And um, I'm not sure that I would change anything at this point mm -hmm. um, in terms of how I began. So if you were to give advice to someone starting off in some kind of healing modality, what, would, what advice would that be? Um, kind of what I was mentioning before, you know, like I just leaned on what was in my immediate 
what were my immediate resources. So that, that was friends, right? That was family. Um, and I just went from there. I think, you know, a lot of times I've seen this in, within my clients as we stop ourselves. I actually um, was talking about this earlier this week. It's like we stop ourselves because we're not all the way up the mountain, but you got to take the first step to get up the mountain, right? So it's that, that use what's available. And, you know, if you're, if you're really passionate about something, you'll find a way. Mm -hmm. And I think on some level, we all kind of get that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd love for you to pick a card from our, my wild card magic box okay. and, and just see what comes up and riff on it. Ah, let's see what comes up. Okay, I got focus. Great. So you want me to talk, just talk about what focus means to you and your the work that you do? Um, wow. Either okay. personally or in your <laughs> business. Yeah, it's funny that I, I picked focus um, because that's definitely a huge part of you know starting a business. If we're talking about that, you know, without focus, you can be led in so many different directions. You know, I guess to answer your earlier question, sometimes saying no to things is a really beautiful act. Um, you know, not every venue, not every opportunity is necessarily right for you. And that's something I've had to been able, I've been learning over time. You know, where do I wanna expend my energy? Where do I wanna show up? Um, so yes, um, you know, I feel like focus is extremely important to, to being driven into putting your passion and your purpose out into the world. Um, but also, you know, I'm learning to also have those, those days where you, you take time off um, and you really focus on yourself too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, great word. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I wonder how people that woman find you if they want cool to get in touch with you or learn Listen more about your process or your center. Sure. Um, so my website is www.empowheru.com. Um, so that's the word empower with an H in it. If that's that's one way to find me. Mm -hmm. I'm, on, I'm on social media, so facebook.com, empowheru. Mm -hmm. so, um, and then Instagram, empower her you. Okay, so empower her you yeah. all the way. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, thanks so much for coming on. This yeah. was fascinating and wonderful to hear about your work. Thank you. Thank and you for having me. I really appreciate it. So now my work as a coach is helping people feel relaxed and confident being seen and heard. Whether you're polishing a presentation, speaking in front of a live audience, or in front of the video camera, check out my free gift, to you the fear to fabulous blueprint which is mastering the inner game of speaking with confidence and you can download your copy at lindayugalo.com forward slash blueprint and i want to thank you for coming on women inspired today be sure to catch us on the next episode thank you for listening to women inspired the show is recorded live in the studios of bedford tv in massachusetts music courtesy of chic gamin if you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.